Hello and welcome to the Crying Burns Calories podcast. I'm your host, Katie Saltzman, personal trainer, nutrition coach, entrepreneur, creator, and expert in teaching women how to take back control of their health, their mindset, and their happiness. Most of you know me as a nutrition coach, but this podcast and this platform is going to be so much more. This is a place where I want to be able to talk about it all. Yes, of course, health and fitness, but also relationships, social media, adulting, hormones, just life. I want this podcast to cover all the ups and downs, and I want you to know that you're not alone. Ultimately, I'm here to give you the confidence to break through what's holding you back, to embrace who you fully are and show up authentically in life. Because life is messy. It's not perfect and it's not meant to be. So grab your wine, a drink, or if you're like me, that chocolate or that ice cream, because it's time to take our stories and the things we go through and make them our superpower. It's time to laugh, cry, learn, and understand that we are all in this together. So let's dive in. So I am sitting on my bedroom floor right now. It is 11.09 p.m. I should absolutely be going to bed. I had this podcast scheduled to be recorded tomorrow, but I'm just the type of person where if like the creativeness is flowing and I have something to say and I want to get it out, it's so much better for me to just speak from a genuine place than to try and think about it and plan it out tomorrow. And I was just feeling that tonight. So here I am. I got Tucker next to me. He's like snoozing away. If he wakes up, you might hear him, but um, that's okay because we're going to dive in anyway. I'm really excited about this podcast because one, I think, I, I don't know if it's just all the changes the last year and a half, but I think emotional eating has had like a major spike, at least with the women that I'm talking to and my clients the last year and a half because it's it's what a lot of us went to to cope with everything going on. I also have dealt with emotional eating on such a personal level for so many years of my life. I mean, and I don't, I, I'm not even speaking to emotional eating as like sobbing and eating food. I mean, emotions can be positive, they can be negative, it can be stress, anxiety, boredom. I'm really speaking to attaching emotion to food. And growing up, I was rewarded with food. I think a lot of us were. It was like our generation that we grew up with. If you did your chores on Saturday, you got a sugar cereal. If you won a game, we got ice cream. And I think I've just attached emotion as I've gone and grown in my life. I've attached positive and negative emotion to food in that way where I reward myself with it or if I'm feeling sad, it's something to fill a void. It's some sense of comfort. And I really, truly learned to break away from that. And it always sneaks back in. I mean, I think... Sometimes you just need an ice cream hug, right? Like there's nothing better than like uh, like some ice cream when you're just feeling down. However, my one thing with food is I never lose my sense of control around it anymore because I felt out of control around food for so long and I'm okay with attaching emotion to food. I'm not okay with feeling out of control around it. I think that happens very often with emotional eating. In the last two years of my life, I've been through more probably trauma, stress, emotions than I ever have. And I fully know that I've evolved just into a different woman, just the way I'm handling it. I've learned how to handle my emotions instead of use food for it. Use food, again, to, it's like a trigger response that we have. And I no longer do that. And it's a pretty cool position to be in 
to be on the other side of emotional eating because if you struggle with this, it's something that consumes your life and you feel like it's never going to go away and it happens almost every single week and it's this big cycle where we just constantly feel guilty and frustrated and worried of weight gain and worried about the way we're going to look and then that leads to more negative thoughts and more you know self-destructive behavior and it's this really sort of nasty cycle that we that we get stuck in. So I I want to just chat about like how to overcome it and why we're approaching it wrong. So if you Google emotional eating, like if you Google overcoming emotional eating, all that pops up are diet ads. There's going to be Noom at the top. There's going to be some WebMD, like, no, it was like Mayo Clinic, you know, 12-week weight loss program. It's all weight loss and diet program. But diets have nothing to do with emotional eating. You could do the whole 30 perfectly spot on, emotional eating will still be there. If you don't know how to manage your emotions in a way that doesn't involve food, no diet is going to work. And I really truly want you to think about that because we think diets are going to be this fix to emotional eating and they have nothing to do with it. Diets are approaching numbers, rules, or restrictions. If anything, all that does is cement more negative behaviors, fears, doubt in our mind. If we don't know how to manage our emotions in a way that doesn't involve food, we're never going to be able to overcome it. You know, the reason we go to food is is to cope is to deal it's almost like it's almost like a drug it truly is you know some people will use drugs or alcohol to cope with their emotions and that's a little bit more frowned upon or i would say maybe you have to think more about that decision it's a bigger decision than it would be food food is a little bit more acceptable which is why i think it's super super common for a majority of the population to struggle with emotional eating it truly is a trigger response uh, it's not a Am I hungry? Am I not hungry? If you struggle with emotional eating, even if you're not hungry, when that kicks in, when that emotion kicks in, it's something you do to fill a void and that takes over. Hunger cues, fullness cues, those truly go out of the way. And and your number one goal is how do I fill this void and this emotion that I'm feeling? I think like most coping mechanisms, we're scared to be honest about it. We're ashamed that we're binge eating at night. We don't want people to know that we're using food to fill a void. We want people to look at us and know that we're in control of the situation, even though that's the last thing we feel is in control. And we always shy away from those emotions. We push them down further and further and further down until it rears its ugly head back up and it comes back with a vengeance. And then we do that same thing down, down, down. And that's why a lot of times you'll see emotional eating or binge eating get worse and worse over the years. And my best advice is like, let's start leaning into that. Let's start leaning into that emotion because that's the first step in healing. Honestly, with my clients, tell me about it. Let's talk about your binging. Why were, what were you feeling? Like walk me through that scenario because I think there's so many coaches out there that shame it and that say, you know, why can't you just eat veggies? Why are you going over your calories? Why can't you just go to sleep or drink tea? And it's the least helpful advice. It's Band-Aid advice. It's literally saying, here is a massive wound. I'm going to put a little Band-Aid over it and, you know, hope that, that it turns out for the best. And it truly never does. Emotional eating just doesn't go away. We have to tackle it. We have to find the root cause of what's going on in order to really address it. So 
I want to walk you through, you know, a lot of times what the root causes of emotion or emotional eating is, what the main emotions are that we're feeling, and then different ways that we can overcome it. I think we tend to, again, drive emotional eating as the, the, the only meme I can think of when I think, or like gif that I think of when I'm talking about emotional eating is the one of, um, I'm going to forget her name. Her name is Emma. She has red hair and she has like, she's crying and she's like eating ice cream and crying. And I think a lot of times we think of that as emotional eating. It's one of my favorite gifts to send, by the way. But emotional eating can be depression and loneliness and sadness, but it can also be anxiousness. It can also be exhaustion. It can also be boredom. It's a way that we cope with our feelings and emotions and not just those of sadness. And understanding what you're feeling is going to be a huge part of the process because a lot of times we don't understand what we're feeling and we don't understand what we're doing. We think it's a lack of self-control. And again, that just goes to what is wrong with me? Why can I not control this? Instead of this is what I'm feeling and this is what I need to do. So I think the first step is becoming aware of of what you're feeling and why you're feeling it and being honest with that. Most of us aren't honest with our emotions at all. We hide them. For me, my emotional eating was a lack of never feeling good enough. I spent my entire 20s never feeling good enough. Social media, I mean, that just made it so much worse. Just spiraled my comparisons, spiraled my why don't I have this? Why don't I have that? Why can't I be like this person? And I used that to emotionally eat all the time. I mean, it was it was it was a sense of unhappiness and loneliness with myself because I didn't know who I was. But guess what? Once I figured out why I was emotional eating, oh shit, because I don't know who I am as a person and I'm not authentic and I'm not myself because I'm trying to be, you know, I'm trying to put together this puzzle of all these other people's lives to show up as this perfect girl and that's not at all who I am. So I'm not going to be happy. Of course I'm unhappy. Of course I'm using food to fill that void and fill that emotion. So number one is why are you emotional eating? Let's become aware of that. Number two, once you're aware of that, even that's definitely not going to fix the problem. We have to start to find a habit to replace your emotional eating with. Because a lot of times we just think, you know what? I'm not going to emotional eat. I'm just going to sit on the couch here and and think about not emotional eating. And that never works ever because you always end up doing it. So what you have to do is replace the habit with something else. If you're feeling depressed or lonely, you got to start reaching out to people. You got to start having conversations with people. You got to start getting out of the house more. We are we have been in our house for so long. Even if you get out of the house and you go to a new park or you go to a trail and go for a hike or you call a friend and connect with a friend, it like I've been feeling this massive feeling of loneliness. Because when I went through all of this stuff the last two years, I pushed myself away because I'm dealing with, you know, friends that are happy with their marriages and have kids and it's, it's sometimes it's an uncomfortable thing to talk about. So I've had to reconnect with friends and yeah, I have to have the conversation of, hey, sorry, I've been not that great of a friend and I haven't reached out to you, but true friends understand that. Start reconnecting with the people in your life that you care about. If you're anxious, What can you do to get rid of that anxious energy? Truly, like I talked about this in one of my last episodes. I'm a very, I I tend to be a very anxious person. I dance every single day now. I'm telling you, 
make yourself a hype playlist on Spotify. I have one. You want mine? I'll send you it. You you send me a DM, I will send you my hype playlist because it is the most random playlist you will ever have, but it's all songs that make me happy. It's all songs that make me smile and it's all songs that I can dance to. And I'm telling you, you give yourself one minute of dancing. You close a door in a room, dance like a goofball. Who cares? Nobody, absolutely nobody is watching you. We need that feeling of having fun again and being like almost a kid again because we're typically anxious and stressed because we're taking life so seriously. So we have to combat it with something that's going to work. If you're exhausted, take care of yourself. Get some sleep. Maybe go get a pedicure. That's a time where you can take an Epsom salt bath. Do something to decompress. Food is not going to fill a void for your exhaustion. You know, are you bored? Most of us are bored as hell from this last year. So what can we do? None of us have hobbies anymore. It's like maybe we work out and go to the gym, but that's not really a hobby. What do you love? Again, it goes back to my last episode. What 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 do you do for fun? We don't have that anymore. We have to find that again. Find what we love again. What makes us feel creative? What makes us feel confident? What makes us feel good? That's going to be what you can do to combat your boredom. Put your time into that. But you can't just sit there and say, I'm not going to emotional eat. You have to have a habit to replace it with. It truly is a habit loop. You have to replace a negative behavior with a positive behavior. And as soon as that emotion kicks in, we go to that negative behavior. That negative behavior is, I'm going to use food to fill this emotion. I'm going to use food to cope. And we do it without even thinking because so much of what we do is in our subconscious. We do not even think about it. It is on all autopilot. We go, we grab that chocolate, we grab that ice cream, whatever it is. So we have to turn that off and say, no, I'm choosing not to do that. This is what I'm feeling and this is what I'm going to do. So I really want you to think about that habit loop and replacing that negative habit with a positive behavior that overcomes that emotion that you're feeling. And and maybe my examples won't resonate with you because it's going to be different for every person, but find what does resonate with you replace that a couple of times. I swear to you all, this is this whole journey is about building confidence. All you need, you do that one time. You replace emotional eating with dancing or with reaching out to a friend or with, you know, going on a, a hike outside on somewhere that you've never gone before. You do that one time, guess what? That instills a little bit of confidence and trust in yourself. Most of us, we've lost all confidence and all trust in ourselves. We have to rebuild that. You do that one time, it starts to rebuild that foundation. Then you practice it a couple more times. And you know what? Maybe a couple times in between, it goes down and you have some emotional eating episodes. That's okay. We're still, trust doesn't happen overnight, you know? Sometimes it, like you can chip away at trust and we fall down again. We get back up and we just keep going. We build this foundation where we trust ourselves around food and we no longer use it as a coping mechanism. There are going to be times where I don't want you to to think that you can never emotionally eat and when you go to that you know you're you're losing trust in yourself and again I don't ever want it to be associated negatively again there are going to be times where we do emotional eat and we use food as comfort and sometimes that's okay but here's my rule with that always be in control always be in control. You're going to get chips? Cool. That's okay. You put those chips on a plate. Be in control of those chips. Don't do things mindlessly to where you're not even eating. You're just consuming without even really understanding. 
You want some ice cream? Awesome. Scoop it out, put it in a bowl, put some chocolate on top, put some strawberries, whatever toppings that you want. Have that ice cream. Be in control of the situation if, if, that's, if that's the route that you're going, which it happens and that's okay. But don't let it be a situation where it's going to bring more fear, more doubt, more frustration. The, the best thing that you can do, and it's the hardest thing to do in a situation like that, is to say, okay, what is the end? What does the end of the story look like? So here, here I am, Katie. I'm feeling sad. I'm feeling lonely. And I want to make love to my snack cupboard. What does the end of the story look like? Okay, so the end of the story looks like this. I do it. Halfway through, it starts to kick in. What am I doing? Why are you doing this? You're going to look so bloated tomorrow. You're ruining your diet. Why, why can't you just be in control? Why, why do you do these things? And then all of this negative talk kicks in. And all it does is chip away at who I am and chip away at my self-worth and my self-confidence. That's what the end of the story looks like because that high that you get from emotional eating is so, so temporary and we never take a step back and say, whoa, 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 what does this scenario look like? What is this fixing? And it's not fixing anything. It usually makes things so much worse. So it's never going to be the best solution. So if you can to take a step back and say, what does the end of this story look like? And the end of the story is a much better scenario if you are using a positive coping mechanism and positive habit to replace the negative one, or if you're having food, do it in a way where you're in control. I think the last thing that I want to to say here is that there's one more level up from this, okay? There's one more thing that you have to understand in overcoming emotional eating, while replacing that habit with a positive habit is amazing. It's going to take a little bit more than that. It's taking, it's not about breaking a habit, okay? It's about stepping into a new version of yourself. And, and I, I, I truly mean that. Just like I spoke in the beginning about how 20 to 30-year-old Katie, like I don't even recognize that person. She would have handled what I went through the last two years miserably, but I've evolved into a new version of me. And if you want to overcome eating, if you want to overcome emotional eating, if you want to overcome any negative behavior in your life that has been ingrained in you for so long, it takes stepping in to a new version of you and evolving into that woman. We're always so focused on who we are now. Why am I not this? Why am I not that? Why can't I look like her? Why do I struggle with all of these things? Instead of saying, this is who I want to be and envisioning that person, truly showing up as her. Like when I wake up in the morning, I'm like, this is who I want to be as a business owner, as a person, as a friend. Again, that's a shift that I've made in the last couple of years, but I wake up and I own that woman and my behaviors line up to her. I'm no longer focused on a past less version of me that goes to self-destructive behavior. I'm one on how can I be this person that I want to be? And that's really the biggest mindset shift you have to make is you have to start waking up and truly thinking that. You have to say that to yourself more, you know? Okay, so this is this is next level Katie. What would she do in this situation? How would she handle it? This is who I want to be and you have to start practicing that. If you want to evolve into the next version of you, it doesn't just happen overnight. You have to start to implement things in your life to get there. 
and know that it's 100% possible to overcome emotional eating, to overcome other negative habits in your life, and to step into a new version of you. I've not only seen it with me, but I've seen it with so many women. So I want to leave you with that note of encouragement that while feeling like emotional eating has control of you right now, you 110% can take back control of emotional eating and step into the woman that you want to be. Start with the steps that I just gave you practice it. Build that foundation. Build trust in that beautiful mind and that emotions in your body. And I promise you, you will get there. Thank you so much for listening. Make sure you like this podcast, leave me a review and share it with any women in your life that you think need to hear it. If you don't already follow me, go over to Instagram, search Conditioned by Katie. Make sure you follow me. You're part of this community. If you're interested in working with me, look, I have so many different ways you can work with me from one-on-one coaching to small group to master classes that I host and everything in between. The best way you can find out what's going on in the Conditioned by Katie world is to either follow me on Instagram or sign up for my newsletter on my website. That's going to give you all the updated info and a lot of other fun things every single week. But look, I'm just so happy you're here. I'm happy you're part of this community. Keep showing up, keep growing with me, and keep being you.